This is Lovey Dummies. I'm David. And I'm Perlan. Thanks for joining us. There comes a time when we have to let go of things when they are no longer safe to consume or keep around. On today's show, we talk to Marianne and Kelly about friendships and whether they have expiration dates like most things in life. Let's have a chat with them. So, Mariana and Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, can you guys uh, just give us a short self-introduction? Great. Um, so, I'm Mariana, and I'm right now in Ottawa, and it's a beautiful morning, minus 27 degrees Celsius, just to let you all know. Um, and I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm part-time teaching as well as uh, doing my master's in social work. And I know I'm a longtime friend of Kelly and Pearl. Eight years, to be exact, I think, or maybe nine years. Mm. Nice. Okay, thank you. Uh, and we have another guest, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Pearl. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm Kelly from California. Right now I'm in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, I've been working here in South Korea for about three years now, and it's been one year in Seoul. Uh, I what else should I say? Uh, I really enjoy my job of teaching. I teach at a university now, and I teach uh, conversation, and I also teach my own pronunciation course. Wow, that's hmm. really nice. So our topic today is expired friendships, but Pearl, you have something for us first. Yeah, as usual, we ask our guests a random question so our listeners can know more about them. Uh, So, girls, this is our question for you. What was the most fun you've had this year? Um, Well, I have to say my life is a constant, um, you know, life of fun. So, um, I'm just joking. Uh, I think anytime I hang out, I have some great friends here. And anytime I get together with them, it's a lot of fun. So, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to agree with that. Mm. Yes. Marianne is so fun to be with. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> okay. How about Kelly? Uh, you know, it's already the end of the year, uh, and I would just say something real recent. Recently, I went to a cat cafe uh, for the first time in Seoul, and prior to that, uh, well, I've never seen one in America, but uh, before I left Japan, I went to one cat cafe in Sendai uh, in Japan, and I had a totally different experience because when my friend invited me to this cat cafe in Seoul, I kind of had flashbacks of my first uh, trip to the cat cafe in in Sendai. Mm. So let me tell you about the cat cafe in Sendai. In Sendai, <laughs> of course, it it costs money to if if people don't know what a cat cafe is, it's mm. basically a small room, and this is where animals 
and food or particularly drinks mix. So, okay, you can sit, lounge around and have the cats run around you. You can play with them. You can touch them while you are drinking your latte or cappuccino. (laughs) And so the Sendai Cafe that I went to, there were about 12 cats. These cats Mm. were from the streets. (laughs) So if you can imagine... If you can imagine. (laughs) Stray cats. Right. Some of them, (laughs) I'm trying to be very nice. Some of them, they didn't have an eye. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yes. They they were not well-groomed, but they were washed. And, yeah, some of them (laughs) mentally were unstable. So I I think some were actually angry. But... (laughs) Of course, I think they need a lot of care and love. So this is the kind of mind I had (laughs) uh, prior to going to this cat cafe in Seoul. And I asked my friend, I said, what kind of cats do they have? And she assured me that they weren't uh, uh, cats from the street. So I went in and I actually had a great time because all these cats, uh, were friendly, very friendly, okay. nice to pet, and there were different breeds of cats, which is mm. very interesting. And so it was a very similar setup inside. They had small tables. You can order drinks. You can sit on the ground, uh, play with them. But also along the wall, they had kind of railings for the cats to mm. just lounge around. Wow. And, mm-hmm, and inside there were a lot of pictures of different cats. So it, you really felt like you can't <laughs> overwhelmed by cats. Right? You couldn't see a single dog in there. <laughs> Not even a picture. I wonder what happened if you brought a dog in there. Well, I, I don't think they would allow it. They're, they were just <laughs> screaming. Mm-hmm. But, but Guys, there was this a small is a... fish fish tank. Small fish oh. tank. <laughs> hmm. It's so funny. That's just to keep really... the cats antsy, I guess. Yeah. Right? But I feel bad about the cats at Sendai. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that, but anyway. Well, it's just like someone had the idea, hey, let's pick up some stray cats and start a cat cafe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, them. maybe. I'll give them a home. <laughs> Turn it and into a viable was, business, right? Yeah. It was how many years ago? Over, uh, well, like 10 years ago, 8 years ago. So, I don't know, maybe the cats changed in Sendai. <laughs> Maybe the market responded. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. that was, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> All right. So let's start with our first question. What what would you guys say friendship is, just to begin with a, a definition? Okay. Um, my personal definition is that, one, I think just... Uh, innately humans are social beings and uh, I know that some people hate people and just want to be by themselves but I think in general people have this longing inside to connect with people Mm -hmm. really deep down no matter how much they feel like they hate people so I think a friend is someone who you can share things with who Mm. uh, will be there for your uh darkest times for your happiest times any time in your life that 
you just need someone, need someone to have a, a some sort of connection or relationship with. I think uh, these are that type of people. So the friendships can be short or long, uh, mm. but I think that's what friendship means to me. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Um, I, that was a great definition, Kelly. Um, anyways, I'm only gonna like just add on and add to hers. But <laughs> just thinking as she was speaking that I also think there's like different, different levels of intimacy in different mm. friends. So there's some friends that are just going to be friends that you just kind of hang out with occasionally. And it's going to just be, you know, maybe fun and less intimate um, and that's okay. And then there's friends I think that you'll trust a little bit more and be able mm. to share a little bit more and trust them with a little bit more deeper things. Those are really good definitions. All right, so my next question is, uh, do you believe that not all friendships last forever? This is uh, along the lines of what Kelly said, that some friendships are long and some are short. And then what Mariana said about different levels of intimacy. How about the length? I think people realize they've changed and they're different. I'm, I'm sure there's lots mm -hmm. of friends that I well, there is a lot of people that I grew up with. Um, grow in a, I grew up in a really small town outside of Ottawa. And uh, um, I think people's lives are really different now. And it, I haven't kept in touch with a lot of people that I was, you know, friends in elementary school. I've kept, kept in touch with maybe one or two. Um, so, and, and I, I mean, it, I think that's okay. Um, so that's mm. like, you know, really long, long time, you know, friends. Um, but then I think there's key people that you just you know, you've always cared for and connected with really well. So you really want to, you know, maintain that friendship. And um, I think where, where I find, or my experience with friendships, where it becomes like complicated is whether or not they feel the same way if they want to keep and maintain mm. that friendship. And that's where sometimes it gets complicated. And also, um, nowadays, we all live geographically in different areas, a lot of people nowadays. So that also adds a whole new kind of level. Yeah. Mm, okay. Thank you. How about Kelly? Mm, I agree with Mariana when she said her last point that geography does, in a sense, uh, make it a little bit hard on relationships, especially friendships, and being able to keep them going. So mm. I've been abroad or uh, out of America for three years now, and uh I wouldn't say that they've expired, but mm. or I, I can't say that they will last forever either. But I don't think people think about this actually when they become friends with someone. Oh, I, we're only going to be friends for a year. I, I really don't think people even think about this. And right. it, it really depends how much work uh, people put into their friendship. I mean, I don't think marriage is exactly the same as being friends. And uh, in that sense, there might be a little less work that you have to put into friendships. But uh, I think that is a big factor in the terms of in terms of how long a friendship could, would last. Hmm. Um, ideally, I think if I really think about it, I wouldn't want to lose any friends. But in reality, I think it's natural. I don't think anyone can say that they've had all their friends uh, since they were, let's say, in elementary school until 
whatever age they are now, and especially when you get older, who can say that they have this, those same friends? So I'm trying mm-hmm. to not be pessimistic, but more realistic that because of these factors like geography, age difference, uh, lifestyle difference, all these factors can really change uh, some sort of friendship. So uh, intentional or not, I really don't think mm. it's intentional, but people don't think about it that much, I think. Mm. Or at least I don't when I start a friendship. Uh, can you give us an example of a time when you had to let a friendship go? Um, well, I just, I think, yeah, I really like Kelly's points about how we don't really, you don't really think about it before you become friends with someone. But mm-hmm. I don't think, um, I don't think I've ever, I'll share something. I, again, I don't. The story I'll share after is not something I'm not trying to hurt anyone that, you know, anyone out there in the world, um, their feelings or anything. But um, I was just thinking, uh, again, unintentionally it happens, but you, I don't think you're purposely letting go just in, like Kelly said, geography. Um, so I think there's people I've lost, sort of lost touch with. That's why mm-hmm. I kind of, like, I tip reason I really like only because I really to kind of loosely keep in touch with people that like that's really one otherwise you know Facebook's great but the one of the biggest benefits is that you can keep kind of loosely in touch with people all over mm-hmm. the world so um but yeah there's people I just haven't you know kept as close in touch but it's but that's kind of a, that's a lot of people that's not and so that's like if someone were on the end of that where they weren't being kept in touch with me I I I, I think I've shared with other people that because they might have different ideas of what keeping in touch looks like, um, mm. I guess feelings could get hurt, which um, were un- unintentional on my part. But basically, I'm not as good as keeping in touch or I don't as intentionally, you know, when I move away, I, you know, some people are emailing their friends, you know, once a week or something, or mm-hmm. which I just, I personally, I know I couldn't maintain myself. So um, so I think, like Kelly mentioned, that some things happen unintentionally. And I think the mm. only time where I've thought about where I've had to, um, th- there was just some, um, a friend I'm thinking of in particular here, and I was just thinking how some people you become friends with or you at least have a um, can I guess sometimes they can cross boundaries and it can be really unhealthy. Um, mm. kind of infringe on your boundaries and that's the only time I've ever had to be like okay I, I don't know how healthy this relationship is and <laughs> a little overwhelmed and like, feeling like I need to cut that off and I've never fully done it but I just have there's been times where I either just had to kind of more um, I guess distance myself um, mm. yeah so so um, anyways, my kind of take on that question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. So how about Kelly? Uh, especially guys, I know you, you've lived abroad at some point. Well, mm-hmm. Kelly's still, you know, in a foreign country. Living, yeah. yeah. So, um, something like that also, like when we, uh, move to a different place, you know, do you, 
like let go of friendships or it naturally just happens it naturally dies or something like that. maybe dying is not a good word <laughs> <laughs> well the friendship is yeah yeah maybe dying but right um i would i don't know if i would use that word per se uh but i definitely think that friendships can re- be rekindled uh mm-hmm. so i've had friends where I haven't talked to them in a long time or uh, even as I'm in Seoul, I try to go back to L.A. in California at least once a year. And, you know, I'm not mad at my friends that we don't contact each other uh, only until that time when I actually go to L.A. and I reach out to them and say, hey, I'm here. Let's hang out. And then we just catch up and then hang out for that short time that I'm there. And then I'm back to Korea And then we don't do that again until the next year. So (laughs) I think in terms of that relationship, I'm okay. They're okay with not contacting each other for a whole year. But then (laughs) kind of rekindled. uh, And then we just act like nothing really happened. And we just catch each other up on our own lives. And then we're like, okay, see you next year. (laughs) Let's do it again. (laughs) I think in terms of actually intentionally letting a relationship go, I think like what uh, Mariana said is that, is that relationship healthy uh, Mm. with that person? Uh, Like mm, if we clash a lot and uh, they're annoying me, for example, it, it really, like I had this friend who I knew for a long time and uh, you know, Facebook can actually create enemies too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole different thing, I think. Social media and friendship, and saying that oh, we're Facebook friends versus actually real friends who actually talk face to face or on the phone. But uh, I don't know. I was just not. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't say it was super unhealthy, but just. I wasn't connecting with that friend anymore and I let that person know what the situation was and um, in the end, I just unfriended that friend. Um, (laughs) And I think that was like just one of the times where I intentionally had to let a friend go just because um, of our differences and the kind of healthiness of that relationship mm. I don't think it was that good so uh, in that situation I had to let him uh, let that friend go uh, you guys also mentioned about you know efforts and things like that so I just wonder what's your style in keeping friendships alive for me I think it goes uh, I think a step further in that I have I should know my friendship style or kind of communication style because, um, for example, one of my friends, she is okay with not talking so often. Like, oh, you don't have to call me every day or call me every week or every month. Uh, This is one of the friends that I see once a year. And in between that, we have no text or she at least doesn't text me, which I'm okay I've learned to understand her um, her schedule. Like she's very busy. I understand that. And that whenever I go to LA, 
we meet and act like nothing really happened. So uh, with that friendship, I'm okay. And mm. in terms of effort, just when I'm uh, when I see her face to face, that's when I think I think a little bit deeper. So some of my friends maybe like presents. Some of my friends might like more quality time, or some of my other friends might like a more occasional message. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, thank you so much. Mm. Oh, that really uh, touched me. So uh, it really depends, depends what kind of who I'm talking to, which friend I'm talking to. So, uh, but in general, in terms of effort, maybe sending a message, calling them, uh, spending time with them. Hmm. Uh, it really depends. Yeah. Mm, I see. That's very, very interesting. Those languages sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was just going to say, really agree with that it depends on what your friends, how they feel loved, I guess. That's, yeah. And, and yeah, it's really important to think about that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious, though, like, how much effort, uh, okay, let's say, of course, close friends versus friends are not so close. Uh, some people would bend backwards, let's say, right. for close friends, whereas, oh, you're just in my classmate. Oh, we're not really close friends, so maybe I'll buy you a cup of coffee, but if you're asking me to, like, donate my blood for you or give you a cup <laughs> like a whole different... So, <laughs> donate my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> or what was it uh, Selena Gomez Selena was, Gomez's friend I was right. going to say hey come on that's a real friendship that was a close friend right <laughs> I don't know uh, this is I guess open whoever like I'm just curious like in terms of mm. what kind of concrete things would you guys do for your close friends versus mm. someone who's not that close that's a really interesting question. Mary, I know, do you want to answer? Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, that's a great question. How do I distinguish between what I do with close friends versus, uh, I honestly, um, and it might be going back to like my love language, but um, I, I really personally enjoy quality time and, and really connecting with people more uh, like, I guess intimately and like as in more heart-to-heart connection rather than just hanging out. Speaking of uh, good friends, uh, our next question is what kinds of friendships are worth keeping? Um, I think for me, it would have to go into like my values so mm -hmm. and maybe my personal needs. So I have one friend, uh, and geography does play a role in that. Um, one of my friends, you know, like, she just makes me laugh. And it's not like she has to say something sometimes. It's just her personality or her mannerisms is uh, it's just funny to me. So <laughs> I think deep down inside me, there's some longing to want to laugh or want to have a good time. I think that's something that I kind of long for so uh at least on my end inside me she's fulfilling this kind of joke fun uh mm. type of uh, thing that I want so I don't know 
just my personality. It's easy to make fun of her. So uh, one particular friend, she uh, in Korea, uh, but she's not Korean. She loves kimchi. She loves kimchi so much <laughs> that everyone knows that any time that we're in a Korean restaurant, they would always give a little side dish of kimchi. She can eat the whole thing plus some just by herself. So <laughs> she always tease her for that. And she always wears a heavy backpack everywhere, anytime we see her. And we always just make fun of her for that <laughs> in a positive way, lighthearted, positive yeah. way. She knows it. And it's something that can create great memories, you know. If mm. you really think down the line, that's what she'll be known for, what well, one thing. But uh, it's a lighthearted good thing that I think is worth keeping. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. How about Mariana? Um, yeah, I was thinking that when Kelly said kind of, well, meets your personal needs, but uh, I, yeah, I just think some of the people that I think are like, oh, they're keepers are just people. Um, again, what Kelly said about values, you know, uh, being a Christian, you obviously, um, yeah, there's things that, you know, you value your relationship with God and you value, yeah, you value your relationship with Jesus. So people who, who know that about you and mm. will support you in that. And um, also we'll see, like, I've just, I think I've had people just been a huge encouragement and uh, will, you know, they, they can see who you can become as a person. I, I think that's just important important growing as a person is people can see who you will be one day you know they they have mm. a bigger vision of who you are maybe um mm. and are you know walk with you in that and, and support you and love you and i i like to think also that that can be you know reciprocated to i i i personally um i find it sometimes frustrating you can be in friendships where you sit down with people and and then I don't like to be the one who's always sharing or talking or getting into me. I'm like, okay, now your turn. Like you have to also <laughs> reciprocate <laughs> intimacy. So um, in that respect too, I think when you have friendships where they become, it becomes less of a mentorship, you know, because you can have friends who are in your life who are, you look up to and are mentors or, but mm. I think it really becomes when you're both equally kind of supporting each other and you also are thinking of them and how to, yeah, how to support them. So I find those are, yeah, often the friends worth keeping. And, and I find a lot of those friends, like Kelly mentioned that you just have some hilarious memories with. I mean, I think <laughs> like, I don't think humor can ever be so overstated or over done because it, it's such a powerful thing in bringing people together you know, sharing mm. good moments. Together. And sustaining, really, right. Yeah, it's it is it's sustaining and it's it like like down or what's the word? It, it like takes down so many walls between people who aren't quite close yet and then all of a sudden they have these really great funny moments and it like really changes the relationship. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that is so true. Uh so this question is how would you describe your current friendships maybe you can just give an example of one or if you just have like a general thought 
um, what your current relation, your current friendships are like? Well, I currently have one of my good friends who's staying over for the night. Um, we were Ooh. at a Christmas party last night. Uh, so she's here. She might overhear me. She's just getting ready in the morning. But <laughs> it is one of the most friends I have. Um, and she um, is, you know, she'll, she's, well, first of all, she's re really good at who values people. And she often makes an effort to always connect with people, like very, very concentrated, like purposeful effort. So she'll, mm. um, she'll, you know, once in a while we'll text and say like, you know, like, Hey, let's catch up. Like she's just very purposeful in her catching up with people. And, and, and even if it's just over the phone to see how people are. And she's also someone who's, who really like prays a lot for people and, so she'll mm. sometimes just text me and just like, oh, I was praying for you. And this is what I felt like God said, um, which is just so encouraging. But um, mm. and we've had some moments together and we've also just, uh, yeah, we I think we have folks sharing just what our what is on our hearts. Um, but yeah, just such a faithful friend. So I really appreciate her. Um, mm. Yeah. And she stays over a lot because uh, it's just more accessible. Sometimes I'm more downtown. So, um, so that's really, so we kind of, we have a, you know, we joke around sometimes that, you know, my, my house is also her apartment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Marianne is really very accommodating. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's that. been like, oh, like back in Fukushima having sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, thanks. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Very, very accommodating. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about Kelly? Uh, so I've been in Seoul just about a year. So because I moved, I've had to make new friends. And I'm still in the process. But um, I enjoy, in general, I enjoy meeting new people. And uh, I think one thing that I seek in a friend is someone that can, of course, share values, but also make me um, kind of develop into a better person. So um, I wouldn't say there's just one best friend that will be there forever. And it's not like you can never get another best friend. Let's say when you're 50 or uh, later in your life, you can never uh, like, I don't think this term best friend ever mm. has an expiration date, but I think huh. people who keep, this kind of best friend title it's because maybe it started from high school or it's been like a very long time but I think a lot of people as they get older they feel like they can't make a best friend and so that title is kind of vanished but um, as I'm in my 30s and I live in a new city and I'm mm. still relatively new I feel uh, just being a year here um, I'm not seeking a best friend but I can have close friends and uh, <clears throat> because I live abroad uh, mm. just those who live farther than uh, farther from me I just value the times that any time that we're able to talk or connect I just cherish those times more because I know that physically we can't be in the same location but because of the internet or Skype or mm. Facebook we're able to 
just connect or see what each other is um, up to a little bit until the time that maybe we can actually meet face to face. So because of my situation living abroad, I feel like mm, I don't have hometown kind of best friends here with me, but I love meeting people and um, just not saying that we would be best friends, but just meeting people, new friends and um, learning about them because uh, many of the people that I meet, they have traveled. They, they're quite traveled and um, mm. know multiple languages. And uh, I think that's something that I am interested in, too, is hearing other people's stories. Oh, wow, you mm. lived in that country, in that country. Oh, how was that like? And uh, that's how we can connect, too. So that's what's in my life. Wow. Like our our friendships really evolved like, you know, over the years. Yes, Mariana. Oh, sorry. I was just going to um <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's important too like yeah, that friend I think you were just kind of saying this basically with friendships evolving that they really grow. Friendships really grow and it takes time. Um so mm. I think it's so normal when you move to a new city that you're not all of a sudden going to instantly make best friends right away cuz that's something that grows, I guess or good friends even, it, it really takes time and grows. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's important for people to remember, especially nowadays as we're moving around, that it really just takes time when you go to new cities or new places. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of time to build good friendships and it starts off, you know, with just acquaintances and getting to know people and then you'll slowly find, yeah, relationships building bigger and greater and yeah so so i have another question what are your thoughts on like the the people who were uh, what's the right word unfriended this discarded <laughs> like by other people can you say that again <laughs> nicely in a in a nice question like mariana expressed before that um she felt uh, surprised when she got unfriended or something like that, but she approached um, this person. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, uh, what can you say about that? Because we're talking about, you know, expired friendship. What if you're on the other side? You know, we yeah. know you guys, you yeah. don't think that friendships really end intentionally, but what if you were the one cut off mm-hmm. because of the other person's expectation and uh, maybe some of our listeners feel that way. So how can we uh, kind of like, you know, give light to it? Or what yeah. do you think about it? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think like, which I don't know that this happens very often, but I think um, thing, I think first of all, that people need to communicate if they're going to cut something off. I, I think a lot of people go around just cutting things like people out. Um, and I think that's a really painful thing. Um, and I think it's best to have a conversation around it and say, even if you as a person disagree, but I mean, if someone can say like, unless you're willing to change or unless this is going to change, I really feel that I need to cut you off because this and this and this, but I think it's like, it has to be communicated well, I, I think. And the problem is if you're the one cutting off and let's say it's someone I think I mentioned earlier that there was someone who I felt just kind of really overstepped boundaries. Um, hmm. And 
And if you're like, I know there's a lot of people, especially maybe women are a little bit like this too, is we get really, we can be very, um, a little bit like, oh, okay. Like we can really be drawn back into things or just, um, yeah, just kind of coerced kind of like, but not mm. in more of like a manipulative kind of coercion. Like, like, well, you know, you know, you are talking you back into things and you're like, wait a minute. No, like this is the boundaries I was trying to set. <laughs> so I think you don't, you want to, as the person, you don't want to like be manipulated back into something. But at the same time, mm. I think you get to communicate with someone because I know that is a super painful thing um to be just cut off all of a sudden and so it's good to like say like this is the space I need and I think being cut off like some like it really I think and this I mean you grow with this as you grow older and stuff but not to take things as personally as, as you should like if you're being cut off they're probably cutting off other people and hmm. yeah to not I think sometimes you have to let those things like there's only so many in your hands and you have to let those things go. And just, you know, if you've really hurt by it, then you're like going to have to learn how to forgive. Um, mm. You know, I mean, that's a lot of things we have to learn how to forgive, but if that was something that really hurt you and um, it's going to be a big, just trying to walk out forgiveness and let, letting it go. Um, because mm. especially if they did do it without communicating to you and saying why, Mm. Um, yeah, and it was hurtful that you're gonna have to yeah forgive and um, it's really interesting. I, this is kind of an aside. I be I um, met someone over the summer and he was sharing about how later I think a lot of his friends from high school and then maybe he was still kind of friends with them in university, but he purposely cut like most of them out, which was really interesting. I'd never met someone who like had purposely done that but he said because he just for example he was remembering in high school um he's now in his 30s he's my age but he was saying how you know he his friends would be like let's you know hey can you plan a party for us and let's plan a party and he would go and try you know work really hard planning the party um and then something like you know if not everything went perfectly they would kind of blame him you know mm. and it was this really weird and he realized, like, a lot of those friends were just friends that, A, were, yeah, maybe just weren't really true, true friends. And so he purposely cut them off. But it was really interesting to me. I was like, wow. And I've never met someone who just, like, fully cut off a lot of friends. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Very, very interesting stories. How about you, Kelly? Uh, we're specifically talking about social media, so... I think, uh, I don't know the younger generation now what they think, but um, in my opinion, social media is actually making us less social face-to-face. -face. Hmm. Um, and less friendly. <laughs> less friendly, more direct, shorter sentences. Like, how, like who writes a long text or... Uh, writes a long message on Facebook. Hardly anyone these days. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of short uh, messages, commenting, replying, mm. uh, generally. So I remember when I was uh, back in the day when we didn't have Facebook, no social media, uh, cell phones were not even around. And, you know, I wanted to talk to my friend. 
I was very nervous. I was like, oh, I have to call my friend's house and my <laughs> friend's mother or uh, father might pick up the phone. And I remember just my heart was racing. Oh, my goodness, my friend's mother. Oh, I'm talking to my friend's mother. Uh, is so-and-so there? Uh, 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 you know, just the first time talking to uh, not someone directly, my friend, you know, just calling them up and seeing if they're home. Mm-hmm. I, I clearly remember that. And that was something that I had to get over. But now that we have social media, it's like you don't even have to talk anymore. It's just texting so or sending a message or friending or unfriending. So <clears throat> in my opinion, like, and personally, I think that because it's social media, people should be flexible uh, in that we don't know a lot of information that comes from communication. We're only reading or we're, we're over reading things that we read. And that's why emojis are so popular these days because we don't understand the emotion just from the text. And right. this is a little bit different in Korea uh, compared to America. Uh, emojis are almost after every sentence. It's <laughs> so common, so, so, so common. Just to be clear, just to have some emotion into uh, some text because Right. Again, you're not hearing the person. You don't know their real feeling. Are they angry? Is their voice very loud? Is it soft? You know, are they depressed? Mm-hmm. These kind of things. So if someone unfriends me, uh, it would really have to depend on my relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Do I even remember they're on my friends list? <laughs> One thing. <laughs> um, because... Let's face it, like, I've done this. Oh, what's your Facebook? Uh, do you have Facebook? Oh, let's add each other. And and then I don't talk to them anymore. It's just like, right. <laughs> it, it, I don't care about Facebook number, uh, number of friends, but I'm sure a lot of people do. Oh, I just want to get that thousand mark or I want to get up to 5,000 mark. Um, so it's a little bit, uh, it, it depends on the people, but uh, I think because of, social media people have to be flexible and really determine like what you guys were saying what is a true Mm. friend what is a friend and because of social media how does that change everything yeah Yeah. actually like listening to what brought back a flood of emotions for me (laughs) no for actually for me too that's why i was like um i i feel like i'm I'm at the opposite end because I wanted as few people as possible <laughs> just because I don't want to have to worry about my privacy settings. I feel like it's mendoxai, you know, it's a pain. You I was just something? thinking, yeah. uh, it's funny you talk about, you know, when you're growing up without the internet, you're growing up without uh, even cell phones. Um, I also was just thinking about, you know, when I had to call my friend just to say, Hey, let's go outside and play or something like that. Like I had, I would have to talk to his mom or his, his dad. And, um, I felt like, you know, I got to a point where that didn't really bother me so much, but I do remember when I was younger, uh, having tremendous anxiety when my family would ask me to call and order pizza. Like I couldn't do that for some reason. I don't know why that was. (laughs) Uh, I just, (laughs) 
something about that. All right. right, Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. Have a good night. And that was Kelly and Mariana. And now it's time for a real comments. Yes. One of the things that they talked about was uh, in terms of expired relationships, one... Well, I mean, I think it's something that we've all experienced just Mm -hmm. as people that have been abroad before. Uh, And that's something that's like experience that I can speak to myself just in terms of uh, you don't necessarily have to have been living abroad, but you just, you know, if you've ever left a place and you've gone somewhere else, like maybe you move for college or something like that, you have that experience of you know, there's certain friends that stay behind and you don't talk to them as much anymore. Um, and I guess that's one version of what you could call expired friendships in the sense that you're not talking to them as much and you're not investing time in them and Mm. that sort of thing. So, um, I felt like that was one thing that I kind of related to just in terms of, uh, you know, I feel like there has been friendships that I've left behind you know, in Delaware and um, other places back in the States. But it's not to say that necessarily those friendships are completely over, mm. you know, because I might find myself in those places again and uh, have an opportunity to, to talk with those friends that I had. And, um, you know, there's there's certain friends that you can leave for a long period of time, like years and years and years. Mm, right. And then you meet back up and it's like you never skipped a beat right yeah. you're back to square one and you're just mm. chatting like no time had passed at all right yeah so i feel like you know expired friendships don't necessarily have to mean you know over friendships mm. Mm. in the sense of you know there's there's some relationships you have to cut off because they're unhealthy <laughs> uh and you could say that those are expired um, but just in this particular case, it's they're they've expired just because you're not in the same place and it's it's hard to to keep up with a bunch of people that you're mm. not really physically present with all the time. Mm. What about you, Pearl? Um, first of all, I'm really glad that we had Kelly and Mariana uh, on our show because uh, yeah, I feel two- like that was kind of an experience for you. Yeah. No, that's just to prove the world that, you know, good friendships, they don't really expire. Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> uh, so first of all, I met Kelly and Mariana uh, back when we were all teaching in Fukushima, Japan. And that was around, I think, 2009 and like around 2009 or yeah something like that when I first met them and then uh, we met at a Japanese class actually Mm -hmm. Uh, Fukushima City uh, it has a really good Japanese class with speech programs and things like that It was really exciting and so I met uh, I met them there with uh, other jets and other foreigners and we started hanging out but uh, Kelly, Marianne, and I—we had a lot in common, and especially because we're we're all Christians. And Kelly happened to be the 
uh, retreat coordinator of the Jet Christian Fellowship during that time right. that I didn't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, oh, if you want to know more about uh, the Jet Christian Fellowship or the or JCF, uh, we're going to have a retreat. You know, you're, you're welcome to join us. It's in Tokyo. This is the fee. And this is how... Of course, she was the retreat coordinator. So I got really good explanation of what the retreat is going to look like and so i said okay i can take the bus with mariana and it was such a wonderful experience it was like a homecoming for me in terms of my faith and this is the start of a beautiful friendship yeah because like you know i joined the retreat i ate the communion bread (laughs) (laughs) well that that was a mistake yeah Anyway, I'm going. I didn't know it was the communion bread. I was snacking on it, and it was you know I was just invited. I wasn't even a jet, but I was just invited. Oops. <laughs> and I was snacking on the communion bread. Anyway, so, um, well, the point is, after our you know our fun times in Fukushima, you know they they left. Uh, earlier, they left before the earthquake happened in 2011. So we were friends for just a short time, but it was uh, it was a uh, such a wonderful friendship that we we were really close. We we had a lot of memories together. Um, in fact, Kelly and I went to Seoul together for a soul searching. But now she lives in Seoul, <laughs> and and I'm still soul searching. <laughs> anyway, Seoul, Korea. So we went there. Um, and corny jokes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then after that, honestly, we we just, you know, we just didn't communicate like the same as we were in Fukushima. Of course, like maybe we greeted, you know each other once or twice or whatever over the holidays or you know facebook would remind you of birthdays and things like that only those kinds of things Mm -hmm. but you know even after so many years like a couple of years ago mariana came to japan to visit and it was like oh my gosh there was no gap and we were so happy. We were excited to see each other. There were no hurt feelings like, oh, you didn't communicate in the <laughs> past five years or so. There was nothing like that. Yeah. Same with Kelly. You know, uh, well, the point is, maybe I'm also like a, a very low maintenance person. <laughs> it's like, uh, you don't, it doesn't really take much uh for me to relate with you or to have a relationship with you but just don't upset me because <laughs> maybe <laughs> because you'll end up in trouble <laughs> no it's just upset meaning toxic like you know if if it's just full of like you know jealousy and everything the bible says do not have bitter envy mm-hmm jealousy against someone but if you're well, just if you're just if demonstrating all those that you know paul said mm-hmm. avoid this and you just kept doing it and then i'm gonna avoid you <laughs> yeah so just don't try to get things out of me or something like that or just like don't be in a relationship with me just to take something oh is that you or are you talking about yourself 
No, I'm I'm speaking in, in general. Your place. Yeah, uh, in my place. In your place. No, I, I feel like I'm I'm a person like you know that when you become friends with me, I'll make sure I get I give more than I get from you. I I that's kind of like my goal. It's not to take advantage of people, mm-hmm. but I will contribute in your life. It's like I'm gonna tell you good books to read. I'm gonna tell you good food to eat, or like I'm I, still waiting. <laughs> For <laughs> I'm for still that. waiting for the book recommendations. <laughs> for you? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have recommended so many things. I recommended already. books to you. Oh, yeah. Like all the books you recommended me were like really good. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. For I'm that. well cultured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We do no, not. <laughs> I just have a lot of well cultured people around me. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's it. That's, <clears throat> you know, really good. We need, we need people, people like that because, you know, in Proverbs, you know, there are different people in Proverbs, like the mocker or the scorner, the simple, the fool and the wise or the righteous. And the Bible said, well, let fools be fools, avoid mockers and scorners, find the simple because they're very gullible, so teach them the right thing. Don't <laughs> don't deceive them. Save them from their ignorance, you mm-hmm. know, teach them the right thing. But find the why so that you can walk with them. Mm-hmm. That's the that's your companion. It's like whoever walks with the wise is not only a wise person, but also is going to get wiser. Mm-hmm. So anyway, going back to expired friendships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little bit of a tangent there. I think there are three things that um, make friendships expire. First one is time. Time because... Uh, like if you don't have it? Or... Yeah, if you don't have it, it's like... I can't I can't really connect anymore. There are so many people like my high school friends. I can I don't even have 10 high school friends that I can still connect with. Mm-hmm. Just because time took us to very very different directions. So that would lead to the second one which is growth. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm a I'm a type of person that changes and grows a lot like over time it's like if you don't talk to me in a week i already have a lot of things going on that you don't know anything about yeah i know (laughs) sorry (laughs) i already started a new project i already met new people i'm already hanging out and talking about new people talking with new people so i feel like i'm that kind of person and so there are so many people that if they miss me for a while they don't know me anymore Mm mm-hmm and it's you know it takes a lot of like catching up to do with me and of course the other one is change change changes everybody <laughs> and change is the only thing that doesn't change because it's always there well i think you could say growth over time equals change right exactly so maybe that's that's it i just it's the equation all of it. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad at math, so thank you for putting that in a simpler explanation. Yeah. You're welcome. But yeah, um, you know, people change, and it doesn't mean that it's your fault or the other person's fault. It's just change. 
It's like we need to be able to live with people changing their values. You know, before you could agree on one thing. But then, you know, I received a revelation or you receive a, a divine <laughs> revelation from God. And we don't see the, sa the same thing the same way anymore. It's, it's change, mm -hmm. you know. And I think uh, friendships are only natural when it's based on common ground. It's this kind of feeling. It's like the you two moment it's mm -hmm. like oh my gosh you too yeah. yeah and then your friends immediately and if you could then find that you two thing it's going to be a little awkward and you know you can strive to make friends and you know to keep your friendship or still be friends but there's there's this strain because this is w the worst um friendship scenario ever that i can imagine okay so for example um Let's say, let's use a name called, like, Rose. Maybe Rose is listening. This is just an example. My friend Rose. So, Are you sure you want to use that name? Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She knows. So my friend Rose. So for example, uh, because of change in time and growth, mm -hmm. uh, we weren't the same person anymore, the same people anymore. And so our meeting... Every time I would meet her, I would just be, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet Rose. I'm so anxious about these are making a mental list of uh, I should avoid talking about politics or should about should avoid talking about current events or religion or something like that. And if you're just avoiding things to talk about, what are you going to talk about? And it's just like you're both, you know, anxious about the meeting instead of making it more enjoyable. So I think... Yeah, so I think that was just my illustration of like an awkward friendship that has to end. <laughs> just it just it's more tense than fun, you know. This is a Creative Commons podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Lovey Dummies. And if you have any similar experiences or some totally unrelated stories, you can share it with us. Our email is lovenotes at loveydummies.com. Or you can fill out the anonymous contact form on our home on the web, loveydummies.com. Mm -hmm.